Two in a Boat podcast, starring Andrew Easton and Suzanne Easton as they travel across the Baltic on their yacht, Crystal Venture. It's Thursday the 5th of September and we are in the cockpit of Crystal Venture and you can probably hear the sound of the waves as we are sailing and we are actually sailing off the coast of Brighton between Brighton and the big wind farm that's opposite it and we set off this morning at about six quarter past six in the morning from Dover um, where we'd had to stay for the past day or so because there was really bad weather yesterday we couldn't go anywhere so Andrew had a day of maintenance on the boat putting things right got a little bit shaken about uh, on our crossing the day before from Dunkirk because we hadn't actually recorded a podcast for quite a while actually I think the last one we did was in Den Helder just after I'd had the accident so we've got a little bit to catch up with you we've just had to put the engine back on so you can probably hear that noise on top of the sound of the um, waves because we need to make progress because we don't want to get in too late tonight to our destination which we hope is Portsmouth um, but Andrew actually we last time we spoke we were in the Netherlands we just got to Den Helder and we'd had our little incident and we had a day or so there rest didn't we when you say we had our little incident you yeah. had your little incident in Germany and then we sailed on for two days I know <laughs> After two days and two nights I know I know yeah. But actually, thankfully, that is all better now. Good rest and some good drugs from the, uh, the hospital. And it all seems fine now. But actually, the day after the day we set off, we set off from Den Helder hoping to get down to... Um, I can't remember where we were hoping to get to, but we had to pull into Imudin, didn't we? Because actually, the waves were too rough and it was hurting my leg too much. I think so we were hoping to get to Sheveningham. Oh, no, Cad... Yeah, Sheveningham. Yeah. But instead we just went to our mountain, which is only about 35 miles, 25 miles, and then did the 35 the next day. So we yeah. split it up, but, yeah. you know, that's okay. It means we lost a couple of days. Yeah. It's not the end of the world, is it? No. So, yeah, again, we got to Imoud and, and actually went nowhere in Imoud. And, and we never just... intended to go there in the first place. No. <laughs> so we've been in the marina and, and, and very little else. And then, um, then we went to Sheveningen, which actually was quite cute. So that's the, the, the closest port to The Hague. Well, you could even almost say it's like a, almost a suburb of The Hague, I guess. It's so close to it. Um, and you're right in the town. Um, and it, but it's quite a small harbour, so you're having to raft up. And we, when we arrived, it wasn't actually that busy. Uh, and it said you had to point with your bow outwards. So there was a space up in the corner so we thought oh we'll go up there that'd be nice and quiet um but little did we know that it would get so busy during the rest of the day and we went off and did some pottering around went and had a dutch pancake to eat which we hadn't had yet and then we went to the supermarket got some food 
and came back and then slowly it just started to fill up and everybody was rafting up and we had somebody come who wanted to raft up and we said actually we're leaving at 6, 6.30 in the morning they went well we're not staying next to you then and they moved off and then a little while later a German boat came up and we said we're leaving early and they actually sort of went oh okay then um, so they rafted up uh, and in the night there was only originally one boat in front of us but in the night two other boats came along and rafted up against that boat so when we woke up we were completely hemmed in by boxed in by box heads <laughs> yes always politically correct Andrew as you know um, so but luckily we were very nice people yeah well the guy the guy next to us they actually to be fair they actually were up as well at six o'clock and they moved their boat off so that we could pull out from behind the others um, and so that was okay wasn't it I said what will you do now Can you, and he said oh I think I will have breakfast and then maybe just go out to sea <laughs> I said oh I'm really sorry he said that I, I think they were going to have a lie in because I said when are you leaving and he said oh about, about 12 and I said oh we're leaving about 6 and he went oh and then the next day they were, I think they were just going to go to go because yeah. well, they disturbed their sleep so much once you're up you're up aren't you yeah um but you've got to expect that in a little place like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then from um, Scheveningen, we then went back down to Kadzans. And that actually was quite a hard, a hard day sail, really, wasn't it? Because it was quite lumpy. Do you remember? It was. Oh, really? It was, and actually going into Kadzans, it was oh, quite shallow. Oh, I remember. Shallow, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you've got to go past Flushing, Vlissingen and then back on yourself. So we had to go all the way with the tide and then we turned around at slack water and then came back on ourselves with the tide the other way. So it worked really well, worked spot on. Not really intentionally, but it worked spot on. But yeah, it was lumpy and it was was a bit, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, and the sea was such a strange color because all the sand was being stirred up because it was so rough. and strangely enough, we went back in there on a Sunday. We were in there on a Sunday before. This time it was a bit busier. And the rather cool, hip-looking restaurant that we'd seen before, the Air Restaurant, Air Republic, I think it was, was actually open. Uh, but it was the, the restaurant side had a wedding in it, but the cafe side was open. So we went in there and had something to eat and drink, which was very nice. Yeah, it was really nice. It was very nice, actually. Okay. Sat in the sun. And then we had a little walk into Kadzans itself, which is a cute little um, a nice seaside green. place. Ice, ice cream. cream yeah and then we came across that usual thing of when you're in, in the Netherlands they just won't take anything that's either got MasterCard or Visa they will only take Maestro and we had no cash so we got in somewhere to buy some lovely bread she'd wrapped it all up went to pay for it and none of the cards of course worked so we had to say sorry and walk back out again um, luckily we managed to find a cash point so that we could buy ice cream which is much more important um, so Kadzans was very nice and in fact we ended up not paying and we still need to pay for there because the harbour master just texted us all the details we needed to use all the facilities and then never actually made an appearance himself and when we were up early the next day um, because from Kadzans we were then heading um, down the coast again skipping um, Belgium again uh, and heading for Dunkirk so um, that again was quite a long day. Think, well, actually, it wasn't that long. We did about four to seven miles. We set up about half seven, and we got in there about half past three. 
which is really nice. We went back to the same marina we went to before La Grand Marina. But this time Andrew had discovered that there was a massive hypermarket in Dunkirk. So we thought we would go and do our booze cruise type thing. And um, as you know, we found out last time in Dunkirk that all the buses are free, which is absolutely amazing. And there was a bus, um, the C4, and the orange bus, although it turned out to be pink, um, that took us from almost outside the marina to outside the big Orshan hypermarket, which was right the other side of town. Uh, so we went in there and we stopped up on lots of boxed wine because that's a tip we picked up from some friends of ours on the rally. Um, boxed wine is a brilliant way to have alcohol on board the boat. So we got lots of boxed wine, got some fizzy for me, we got some yummy cheese and some yummy bread and some other things. And then we caught the bus back again. That worked really, really well. And then some friends of ours from the rally who actually had um, had to go back home when we finished in Kalmar had then come back again. And they had been sailing like crazy things and actually caught us up in Dunkirk, even though they set off about a week after us. Um, so they rocked up really late that night about 11 o'clock at night and so I cooked them some food because I thought they'd be tired and hungry as they'd be they'd start off at about four in the morning um, so we they came on board and we fed them gave them some of our wine that we just bought and and we were looking at the weather and trying to decide whether what to do because the weather is starting to come in and looking really rough and not very nice um, and the next morning it had been really windy in the night hadn't it i'm just talking about Do uh, in the dunkirk, dunkirk yeah. been really windy in the night and when we woke up in the morning we really weren't sure whether we should do it or not yeah we were in two minds really yeah uh, and they came along and said actually they were planning to go to Orshan um, and then set off and they said actually we're not going to do that we are just going to go um, because it's the only window we're really going to have this week yeah. to get away. Yeah, it was a fair point because mm. the weather's been so patchy. Yeah. So it was pretty crappy coming out of um, Dunkirk. And they had issues, which meant they had to sail for a bit, just tacking up the fairway out, which was a little bit scary. <laughs> to watch actually. It was scary to because watch. Because yeah. you can see on the um, on the chart plotter when they're getting closer and closer to sort of the shallows. And you were going, tack, tack, no, tack, yeah, no. you know, shouting out like tack, tack. Not that they could hear us because they were about, I don't know, a third of a mile, half a mile away. But you could see it. But then you could also see all the ferry traffic and all the tanker stuff coming up near them. And you're thinking, are they going to have space to tack? Um, so it was quite scary to watch. Uh, but they managed to sort out their their problem, and um, and we were able to start. The wind channel. Yeah, uh, to start um, motor sailing again. I mean, they did radio us, and I thought they were going to say we're going back in, but actually no, they'd resolved the issue, so that was good. Um, and then we set off. And honestly, Dunkirk, the uh, industrial bit of it, just seems to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, that seemed to take ages to pass, um, but we finally we did, and then we came to the bit where we needed to cross over. And we were when you go across, as you know, we've told you about this. When you go across the traffic separation scheme, you have to do it at 90 degrees. 
So we set off at 90 degrees, but there's something that looked like a platform out at sea. And we both remarked on the fact that, you know, these platforms for wind farms seem to be cropping up everywhere. And how bizarre that they put it in a in the traffic separation <laughs> screen. Yeah. And then we realised it was moving. And so it looked like an oil platform on a barge and it was going about four knots. It so was it's an oil platform on a ship. Yeah. And it was doing just under five knots. So we had to go left a little bit, didn't we? And yeah. sort of work our way upwind, up tide as well. Yeah. So it was a really good excuse for not quite going 90 degrees to the shipping lane. I must admit, I was half expecting to be called out for it at any time, though, by Dover Coast Guard because they well, don't like it. With a, with, I mean, it was huge. It was. It was absolutely huge. So we did have to divert to avoid that. Though once we got past that, we, we straightened up and went straight across. Um, but it was very, very lumpy seas out there, and there was lots and lots of spray, and the sea was pretty large actually, uh, and we were making eight or nine knots. Um, because the wind was so strong and we finally entered UK waters at 1313 um, which I don't know if that was a good or a bad omen actually um, so our last courtesy flag actually we didn't take it down because it was too bloody dangerous to go out and do that <laughs> we had to wait till we got back to the UK for that but so that was that this is us finally back in the UK waters um, and we got into the marina at about quarter to three in the afternoon. So not a bad trip, about six hours to cross the 44 miles from Dunkirk into... It was a short trip though. It was a short trip, wasn't it? It was yeah. a very quick trip. And then we, so then we had a nice dinner out, didn't we? A place called the Allotment in Dover yeah. with our friends from the other boat. And then yesterday, because the weather was horrific, it was what, 27 mile, 27 mile an hour winds, was it, or 27 knots or something? I don't know. It was, it was, it was ridiculous, and now we weren't going anywhere. So we stayed in, and, and Andrew did lots of maintenance on the um, on the boat. I think, and then we are now, as we've said, on our way from Dover, heading towards Portsmouth. And again, there's a good window of opportunity to get some sailing in and to get across. Uh, and so we're hoping that, you know, um, tomorrow's not meant to be a very good day, so we might have the day off in Portsmouth and do some sightseeing. And then we'll have the final leg from Portsmouth to Dartmouth. And we're not sure if we're going to do that in a winner or if we're going to break it up. So we are very close to finishing these podcasts for our trip around the, around the Baltic. So I'm sure next time we'll have some facts and figures for you about how many miles we've done and all that kind of stuff. Better work it out then, haven't you? Yeah, I know. I better sit down with my little calculator. But uh, Andrew's been doing quite a good log on the way around, his own personal log. So I'm sure there's some yeah. numbers in that I can steal. It's, been, um, it's a bit out of date, actually. I need to put some more, some more in there. Yeah. And um, we've also, of course, been keeping the main log for the, for the boat as well, which is pretty good to do. And we've had a lovely sail today. Uh, we've done the in, inshore route, which means we got really up close and personal with Beachy Head, which actually is really rather beautiful. Um, and I think probably actually more beautiful than the White Cliffs of Dover and more impressive. Don't you think, Andrew? I think it is, but I think that's because we only see part of the White Cliffs of Dover when you go to Dover. Yeah. And they're on the other side to the bit that we've always been. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe. But it does seem to be bigger and more impressive and strange enough whiter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they paint them. <laughs> no, I don't know. They're, but they're, it's very impressive. So Beachy Head and the Seven Sisters, very pretty. And these chalk cliffs just seem to go on and on and on. We're now opposite um, Brighton where they see, it seems to have disappeared now. But up until then, lots of white cliffs. So, and we've just had a little frigate do a, I don't know what they were doing, but it looked like they were having a massive hosing down or hosing spraying down or something going on. So we can't seem to get away from military ships. Wherever we go, we seem to come across them. Um, so we've had a good fun and we're lucky today. It's been a bright, sunny day, lots of fluffy clouds. And oh. also... Uh, also there's been some of those wispy clouds which suggest there may be some strong winds to come later um, but so far touch wood the rain has held off and we've been making good progress so I think we'll probably leave it there because you probably can't stand the noise of the engine too much it is quite loud um, just think what it's like when you have to sleep with it <laughs> well you don't have to literally sleep with the engine do you? <laughs> no but you know uh, so I think we'll leave it there and we'll catch up with you sometime soon. So it's uh, goodbye for me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from him. Bye.